Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Tim, how are you today? I'm good, Jim. How are you? Wonderful. What uh, can I do for you? If one owned a home that had stucco on it, could you ever remove that stucco and replace it with James Hardy. Yes. Okay, and would that be a major effort, Jim? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I assume removing stucco is is a difficult proposition. If it's truly a stucco house, now a lot of houses have EFIS on it, but if it's truly a stucco where it was put on in multi-layers of uh, buildup, the yeah. way it's done is there's a board back there. They typically will put something like felt paper on the wall. Then they're putting a metal lath, and they put the first coat of cement mortar on the wall. Uh, it, it's just a, a cement-based product. And uh, then a, a second coat of that goes on, and then the final coat. By the time they're finished, you got about an inch, inch and a half of concrete on the wall with steel oh. running through it. So when it's time to take it off, you're going to be up there with uh, hammers, chipping hammers, and uh, it's a mess because you're but, chipping the stuff off. It's falling down on the ground. It's got to be picked up. you got to peel all that wire off. Then you're ready to go ahead and put your siding on. The reason I asked, I've never owned a stucco home. They're building them like crazy around here. I'm looking at one now. Um have no experience with stucco whatsoever. I'm I'm thinking if I die and leave that home to my children, uh, would they ever be able to take the stucco off of it? So all that oh, being yeah. said yeah, all that being said, what do you think of these newer stucco homes? Again, if it's a true stucco, I love it. Now they have the EFIS stucco, which they use a styrofoam base and then that's it's got a synthetic coating on it. I don't care for that at all. But the true stucco that goes on the way I was just talking about, uh, truthfully, once that's on there, the only maintenance you have to do to it is a sealer on it periodically. Uh, and you can actually, they make a coat, a paint coating that you can put on it that seals it as well. And you do that like every, I don't know, when you're, it depends on how it holds up, but every five or ten years. Um that stucco will last forever. Say say the term again for the real stucco versus the the fake. Uh, the the fake, the real stucco is is just plain stucco, you know, and it's done with uh, three layers. Right. Two are scratch layers. One is the finished coating. Right. The EFAS is the other one. It's a synthetic you, synthetic coating. Oh my goodness. EFIS. Uh, I don't know. E-F-F-I-S. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll fake it. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I do appreciate the help. And ditto. Uh, the way you can tell the difference, though, is if it got, if they put styrofoam up first and then they coat over that, that's an EFIS coating. Okay. Many thanks and, and dittos on all the comments about law enforcement. Thank you, sir. You have a great weekend. Take care. Bye. When we left, I was yeah. talking with Barbara. And, uh, Barbie, you got a house that's out way out in the middle of nowhere, having Hi. problems getting contractors and things like that. Uh, and even to 
you know, get the right materials for doing stuff. Here's how I would start with the project. Okay. One, I, I would I would draw the house up in detail, uh, measure all the rooms, you know, make a complete drawing of the house, much like a blueprint would be, but you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be a blueprint, just on a, a graph paper so uh-huh. that you got, so you got the exact dimensions of all the rooms, where bathrooms, where halls are, all that kind of stuff. So now when you go and talk with people, you actually have something to show them, uh, and that helps you with getting materials that you need as well. Okay. Okay. The second thing I would do, uh, and I forgot where you told me this house was. Rockdale. Okay. The, you, you are correct. You're going to have problems getting contractors out uh, so what you're really going to have to do is deal with some of the local contractors and check them out. And when you're out in those areas, you don't have the normal BBB sources and stuff like that to do an initial evaluation. So really what you have to do is ask around from people you know, who have used other services, who they've used. And the best place to stop and really get the initial thing started is at some of the local building supply stores. Okay. Uh, uh, your local hardware stores, your local lumber yards, and, and places like that, they will actually know the guys who do a good job and don't. And the reason those lumber yards and, and hardware stores won't recommend the guys who do a, a really bad job is they don't want you coming back and tell them, hey, the guy you referred me to was a bum. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's how you can start kind of getting your contractor list together. Uh, on some of the bigger projects, you'll be surprised at how far the guys from the, the cities will travel to do some of the projects. Um, and, and I'm talking that it's going to have to be one of the, the bigger, like foundation repair, for instance. I go all yeah. over the state doing foundation repair. Uh, the, your, your roofing contractors will a lot of times make a trip out for a project like that. So there are some of the, the trades that will make the trip to do them. Okay, you just have to find which this. ones will. Right. I can buy the supplies in Houston, like the tile and stuff. I'm, sure. I'm probably going to come to Floor and Decor and look for tile and stuff and carry it out there to them. Um, would you recommend porcelain, travertine, ceramic? I mean, I don't understand all the differences in those tiles. Sure. What it means in a bathroom. Okay. Well... You know, the, the uh, ceramic tiles are the ones that have been around for years and years. And I'm actually broadcasting today from Floor and Decor in Cyprus. This is, uh, they had their grand opening two days ago. This is a brand new store. Uh, and so I'm sitting here seeing all these different tiles right now. But ceramic tiles are the, you know, they're centuries old. Tried and true, we know they're going to work at great, especially inside the house. Porcelain tiles will work just as fine inside the house as a ceramic tile. It will work outside where ceramic tiles sometimes won't work outside. It's not as subject to the weather as the ceramic tiles are. As far as the travel team and and those type of tiles, that's more of a natural stone. So if you want that natural look, you can go with those. For me, I would stick with the ceramic and porcelain over the travel team in most cases because of ease of cleaning. What would you put in a shower? Uh, what would you 
tile a shower I, with. I personally would use ceramic. Ceramic to yeah. tile the shower. Yep. And that's good for the floors and it's not floors, walls, or like that. everything. Yeah. In, in fact, okay. in my personal house, I use ceramic tile for the floors, walls, and ceiling. Okay. And and just one more question. Sure. They've got this horrible wallpaper on the wall, and it is um, everywhere we've tried to remove it using every method that we could find. It's pretty much taken the um, wall with it. Sure. Is, there is it a paper? It is, yes. Okay. If it's paper, rather than trying to peel it all off, Paint it with a primer sealer. Uh, get a good one like Zinser makes. Paint the walls. Any place where the paper is loose will bubble up at that point, and you can just take a, a razor blade knife and cut that little off, spot off, and then you can use uh, sheetrock mud to feather those edges. Uh, at that point, once it's primer sealed, you can texture those walls, primer them, paint them, and they're done. Okay. And okay. What was, the, 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 what was that name of that? Um, Z, uh, Zinzer. Z-I-N-Z-E-R. Yeah, and you can pick it up in any box store, Ace Hardware, uh, paint stores. It's all over the place. i got to take a break for news, traffic, and weather. We'll be back with more Texas Home Improvement. Dan in Oak Forest, how are you? Yes, sir. Good well. Hope you are. Oh. Sorry about how so we have the capacitor. I think that's next to the breaker box. I hope that's a good thing. And um, the, you know, the capacitor, surge protector, and GFI. <laughs> the breaker first is just a, is basically an on-off switch that goes to whatever the breaker is attached to, whether it's a circuit in the house or an AC unit. A surge protector is, is really, a GFI and a surge protector are very similar. The surge protector, if you get hit with a, a, a high voltage or something that runs through the system, the surge protector is going to cut off and uh, basically shut the, the system down. What the GFI does is if something starts trying to draw a tremendous amount of electricity, it shuts the system down. That's the reason, it, it, what it's made for, like if you drop a hairdryer in, the, in water, it's instantly shorted out, and so the system is trying to draw more electricity than normal. It trips and shuts it off. All right. Yeah, I think so that, uh, yeah. Well, what, what, about, what about the the generating of uh, gas generators, emergency gas generators for a house? You recommend that's a good idea for a backup or waste of money? Well, no, I don't think they're a waste of money, especially if a hurricane comes in. You, you'll you'll wish you had a generator. Uh, where the controversy comes in, uh, from what I say, that a lot of people say is most people will tell you get a natural gas generator hook it up to the gas because you know if the power goes out you still got natural gas Damn. my issue is if we get a bad storm uh, not only can the power go out but the flow of gas can go out especially if houses get knocked down and stuff uh, you got open gas lines the natural gas can go out I personally like a diesel generator better than I do the natural gas generator because I can have my own fuel to put in that diesel generator and keep it going. I'm not dependent oh. on something coming to my house uh, yeah. over a line. Any particular brand of diesel generator you recommend? 
Uh, there's several of them out there. Generac is, uh, let's face it, they, they, they're kind of like Kleenex for blowing your nose. The Generac is, is, is the one that sets it up, but uh, Rigid makes some nice ones as well. Okay. Well, appreciate all that. Okay. Thank you. Well, sir, have a great weekend. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. All righty. Let's get ready and head back into the calls here. I was talking with Gary when we left, and Gary's getting ready to build. Did You You said in the hill country. We're at up there. Marble Falls. Marble Falls. Oh, I love Marble Falls. Uh, okay, so you're building cinder block walls. They're going to have dirt on them eventually. Yes. Um, and so the builder is planning to use dry lock water okay. prevention on the cinder block and then follow it with a waterproof membrane uh-huh. and then a, uh, a, a French drain, rocks, French drain. And, and, and I'm hoping to prevent mold you right. know, with the, the cinder block and the, and the mortar, you know, and so in the future, I'm certain this will work for years. But uh, do you have any comment on that? I do. Just just a couple quick ones. I mean, he's he's going in the right step. Seal, you know, put the blocks up, seal the walls, put the membrane. They make one now that actually has channels in it that as the water hits it, it it lets it drop down to the bottom and into your French drain. Make okay. sure the French drain cuz this is where they always screw up. The French drain needs to be below the top of the floor. And they always want to put it at floor level. It needs, realistically, it should be at the bottom of the foundation, not the top. Okay. And I typically, when I'm doing one of those, like to have at least 12 inches of gravel coming up so that any moisture that gets into the, the soil, it hits the, the gravel, runs down into the French drain, and, you know, take it on out that way. You mean 12 inches of gravel all the way up to the surface? Yep. Again, is is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Well, thank you very much. Yep. And and I, I'll tell you, I've I've redone se- uh, several of the places that way, and it, it it holds up very well when done that way. Uh, on the outside of the gravel, make sure they use a fabric, you know, for uh, a filter fabric, so that the soil doesn't just get mixed in with the rock. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I feel fabric. Thank you very much. All righty, Gary. Good luck with that. Okay. okay. Thanks. Bye. By the way, let me know when it's done so I got a place to come vacation. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds Talk nice. to you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Dad, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thank you very much. I have a question. You just advertised a foundation repair company. Um, I am moving to this area. And I have never heard, when I'm looking at houses, many of them specify they've had foundation repairs. Our real estate agent says that foundations tend to be a problem in this area. What, what are the, why are there so many foundation problems and what's the typical, I don't know. Well, there's so many foundation problems because i got to make a living doing something. So, so there's got to be foundation problems. <laughs> uh, truly, it's the soil. Now, uh, this is this will sound a little bit silly, but the soil here in the Texas area is considered a young soil. The black gumbo clay soils 
were moved here off mountains when the ice sheets came down however many thousands and thousands of years ago and it dropped the soil and the soils are still compacting here and so when the soils dry out they shrink when they get wet they'll expand again but not quite as much as they were the time before each time they go through that cycle they're consolidating a little bit further and so we start getting settlement on the foundations so no matter really how deep you pour your foundation you're still going to have that issue well, not really, uh, and and that's where I was going to head here because, uh, in general, it's only in the top five to seven foot because once you go below that, the weight of the soil is so heavy on itself, it doesn't allow it to expand and contract. Gotcha. And so, if by putting in foundations that are typically the beams only 18 inches down into the ground, we have the movement. If yeah. we would put our beams five foot down in the ground or or more we would have virtually no movement and i won't say it would eliminate a hundred percent of it but it darn sure would put me out of business <laughs> so what i need to look for i mean we buy and remodel houses and i mean we have them inspected even though i know a lot about it what i need to really look for is settling of the piers or the foundation itself is going to be my biggest indicator of a problem. Yeah, when you're looking at a house, if there if there's cracks above doorways and windows that are going uh, cattywampered up the wall, yeah. If there are, uh, look down the brick lines outside, and you can see if if the end drops, if or the middle is lower. If the and if you're looking down a brick line, and the two corners are high and the middle is lower, that's typically an indication it has piers under it already. And some and they're failing. Gotcha. Uh, if you got cracks in the brick, you know that's yeah. an indication that there's been some movement. And the drought that we just went through, there was a lot of movement. A lot of houses have come back up. If the house isn't all the way up right now, it's not going all the it's way back going. up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with all the rains we've been having. So, uh, but truly, if the the things that cause most foundation movement and failures are plumbing leaks under the slab, and it's in the sewer lines. Uh, houses that were built, I'm going to say from 1970 and earlier, have cast iron pipes under them. And they're gotcha. deteriorating, they leak, and so you got a moist area and dry areas, you got movement. The okay. other thing that causes a tremendous amount of foundation failures are the trees. Because the trees take out a lot of moisture from the soil. A 30-foot oak tree can take up to 300 gallons a day out of the soil. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So I need to cut down all the trees in the yard first. Oh, no, because then you're killing the value of the house. Uh, but what you can do is, is what's called a root barrier. And oh, okay. that's literally just digging a trench and putting in a barrier so that the roots don't go back to the house again. Oh, wow. That okay. takes care yeah, of it. Right. So there, there, are, yeah. there are a lot of preventative maintenance that can be done. And, Brad, if you'll go to my website, thipro.com, click on the link to Do West Foundation Repair, you'll see all the different maintenance things you can do to protect your home. And with that, i got to let you go because i got to take a break for news, traffic, and weather. We'll be right back. Dub in Denton, how can I help you? 
Hey, Jim, when I heard you talking about that candy wampus crack in the wall, I knew I had the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got a jackhammer in my water line. What can I do about that rascal? Is it happening when you shut the water off? Uh, no. I turn my sink uh, faucet on, and it will run maybe a few seconds if I turn it full blast. Right. Now, if I keep it down to about half of the volume, it doesn't do it. Okay. That's actually in the faucet itself. There are the, mm-hmm. There's washers and O-rings. Is, is this a single-handle faucet or a two-handle? Single-handle. Okay. There's washers and O-rings, mostly O-rings, in that faucet. Mm-hmm. And when one of those comes loose... As the water passes by, it starts flapping. And just that little bitty O-ring flapping yeah. is what makes all that thumping sound. Yeah. So basically, take the uh, shut the water off, take the handle off, remove the cartridge, and you mm-hmm. can take it into like a uh, old bath and kitchen show place, more supply company, yeah. plumbing supply house. They'll mm-hmm. give you it to put all new rings in it. Pop it back in, and you're back in business. Okie doke. Or you can uh, call a plumber and pay $135, and they'll be more than happy to come out and do it for you. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's why I called you. You're a lot Well, you know, I, 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 I happen to own a plumbing company that would be more than happy to come out and do that. For you. <laughs> oh, I'll bet you would. <laughs> Listen, but not. I, I appreciate your show and all of your great knowledge of stuff that us other guys need help with. No problem, Dub. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, feel free to pick up the phone and give me a call. And Hey, I'll see what I can do to help you out. And, you know, there are a lot of those type of situations that you can take care of yourself if you simply have the right answer and direction on where to go. And, you know, that's something like that. That's a common problem as, as a faucet wears a little bit and those O-rings come loose. They'll tend to do that. Uh, the other one, and the reason I had to ask, you know, is it happening when the water is shut off? If you shut the water off and you get that water, it's called a water hammer, where the water slams and you hear that big thump, that's a real simple fix as well. Shut the water off to the house. Turn all the faucets on, including the outside faucets, that drains all the water out of the pipes, close all the valves, turn the water back on to the house, and go to the furthest valve from where the water comes in the house, turn it on to let all the air back out of the pipes. What causes that thump is there's little risers in the pipes in, that uh, hold air. Over time, the air gets out of those little risers and the whole purpose of that air in there is when you shut the water off, it stops the water flow instantly, and that air compresses to, to take up the slack instead of the water just slamming into all the pipes in the house. When, the, when that little air disappears, then it does slam, and you end up with that noise. But, it, again, it's a, a really simple fix, and you don't need to have to call a plumber to come out and repair it. Marty in Alito, how can I help you? Hey Jim, uh, we're uh, replacing our, uh, are going about to replace our flooring, and we're looking at hardwood or bamboo, and we we keep getting cross 
uh, oh, mixed messages about which one's better or best. Could you help me out? Sure. What are you putting it in? It's going to be on a slab. Okay, and you're. And, and, uh, we're going to put it throughout the house. It's going to be in the kitchen as well, but not okay. in the bathroom. Okay. And is there a certain color or that you're looking for, a darker color or lighter type color? We're looking for something that's medium. We don't, I don't want light. My wife does, so that's not going to work. I want dark, but she doesn't, so that's not going to work. So we've kind of agreed <laughs> on something that's a medium. You know, and we hear that uh, dark is going to show all the dirt and what have you, so in cracks, what have you. Well, Marty, here's how it's going to work then. Your wife's going to get what she wants, and you're going to have to be quiet and live with it. That's just the way life goes, man. You're married. <laughs> I'll compromise. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, truly, uh, from what you've been describing, now, I'm a, I'm a true fan of wood floors myself. Uh, and for what you just described, I think you're looking for the bamboo floor. Bamboo floors are very durable. Uh, they they have a, a different look than a regular wood floor. You know, they're, the grains in them are much tighter and stuff. Um, the one downside on some of the ba bamboo floors is if you ever have to refinish it, sanding it down, it, it requires somebody who really knows what they're doing to keep it from starting to peel. But in right. general, the bamboo floors uh, are actually harder and more durable than a regular wood floor. And for that color range that you're talking about, they, they would look great. Okay. Uh, and the biggest reason I'm, I'm pushing you towards the bamboo, though, is you mentioned that you are going to have it in the kitchen as well. And the bamboo right. will do better in the kitchen than a regular wood floor will. Yeah, that's interesting because that's exactly what we had decided that we, or thought we had decided we wanted. But we had two contractors that were kind of poo-pooing the idea. You know... Like you don't want it in the kitchen. Well, you... In, in general, you don't want to put wood floors in the kitchen, but if you're going to put a wood floor in there, bamboo would, is the, the way to go. It's not going to be perfect, but it is definitely going to be more durable than putting in a regular wood floor in the kitchen. And uh, we had a caller, Robert, who was asking about popcorn ceiling cover-up. So I'm assuming he was wanting to remove the popcorn ceiling. And in a lot of houses... It's not that difficult. In fact, taking the old popcorn ceiling off is not where the problem comes in. Because to do that, the easiest way is just you know use a little sprayer bottle to spray a little moisture on the ceiling and take a six-inch putty knife, scrape across, and the popcorn will drop right off. They actually make a tool that uses a putty knife and has a bag, much like a, a pool cleaner would use, so that the popcorn as it drops will drop straight into that bag instead of on the ground. All that's well enough. Where the problem comes in is when you get ready to want to do a different type of texture. Typically, if your house was built in the 70s into the early 80s, late 60s to early 80s, uh, the ceilings have sags in them. In other words, they tried to get too far apart on the sheetrock 
or on the uh, ceiling joist rather and so the sheetrock has sagged between the ceiling joists the other issue if the if even if they're not too far apart they used a half inch sheetrock when they should have used a 5 eighths you know they needed something a little stronger anyways those sags show up something fierce if you try to use a splatter texture and if you try to put a texture up there where you uh, do a drag on it not going to happen it will stick out like a sore thumb unless you redo that whole ceiling which means which means going ahead and uh, redoing all the floating the whole thing out to make it flat basically is, is what I'm talking about then you can go ahead and texture it I did have a uh, email came in this week actually on the second I have a shower with wall tiled with 12 inch floor tiles there is some texture to the tiles they are not smooth and shiny I want to do a stucco look to the shower walls over the tile is this possible is there anything that would stick to the tile that would give it some texture be paintable and stay on well first of all is it possible sure lots of things are possible uh, the bigger question is is it something you actually would want to do and I say that because quite frankly I, I don't think you do uh, and here's why if you put like a stucco look in the shower I want you to think about how hard it is to keep tile and grout lines clean that are already somewhat smooth with the soap scum buildup and and mineral deposits and things like that well if you make it a rough shower that's going to be even worse uh, in fact I, I a lot of times don't even recommend people to use natural stone in the showers because it looks wonderful when it's first built but if you go back and look at that same shower two or three years later the soap scum and mineral deposits and thing have really just wreaked havoc with the stone because it's porous and you'll have the same problem if you try to put a rough texture in the on the walls it becomes an issue trying to keep them clean so I really don't recommend it, uh, a rough finish now you can do things to make it look like it's got a textured finish if you go to DeitchCoatings.com, that's D-A-I-C-H Coatings.com, they have some uh, uh, materials that you can definitely go over tile with, and you can make it look like it's stone and give it that stucco look and stuff like that, but still have a smooth finish that's cleanable. And for me, that would make a lot more sense than trying to, to put something on there that's really rough and, and would give you a permanent problem trying to keep it clean so anyways that's just my two cents buck welcome to krld how can i help you hey jim uh i've got a we have got a uh home built in the 40s in the park cities uh it has had very few upgrades as far as insulation or whatever it's like the original insulation it's all brick and uh, we've got the ac was put in about 1999 and it works fine that We've had it checked a few times. I said it, it, it's functioning as good as it can for its age. So we're looking at, at putting in a new AC system. We're going to call Advent, you know, your, your advertiser. But yeah. uh, in addition to that, uh, what else can we do? Because this, you know, the AC is running pretty. It's getting pretty stressed out. And it, yeah. you know, in the afternoon when it's this weather, it just really struggles. I did put uh, uh, 
radiant barrier in the attic about two summers ago and nearly killed me. But uh, and it it has helped. I mean, I can go up there now and I notice the difference in the attic. But sure. there, the attic, the insulation in the attic is is uh, you know real sagging down. It's not very thick. Uh, and and I assume that there's probably not much insulation in the wall. So you know of the of the stuff. Uh, you know, well, what would you from, say would be the next thing to do? From when you when the house was built, that house has no insulation in the walls at all. Okay. Okay. So there is a company out there called Foam My Walls. Yes, I've heard your ads. Yeah, call them because that's going to be one of the big things you can do okay. to uh, definitely help that out. And their number is nine seven two. Five seven zero thirty six twenty six. That in itself, that and putting insulation in the attic. You know, you want an R thirty eight in the attic, basically. So R38. you're looking at about fifteen inches of fiberglass type insulation up there. Okay. And if you'll put the the it foam in the walls and that in the attic, that's going to go a long ways. What do you have for okay. windows at this point? The some of them are newer, but a lot of them are, if they're not original, they're they're extremely old, single pane, yeah. um, aluminum frame still, and yeah. yeah well, and it, okay. After the insulation, then that would be my next choice is to okay. to look at the, at the replacement windows. Yeah, because we're, you know, it's, it's only twelve square feet, and it, we're probably gonna add to it at some point uh but you know in the meantime it's you know yep. it's really struggling so insulation the foam my walls yeah what ki what kind of electric bill are you running uh i think it's in uh it's it's all it's on one of those ones where it's kind of evened out over the year i've averaged out or whatever so i think it's like 200 150 okay. i gotta be honest with you that's not a bad electric bill for that no. age of house at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I will tell you, we, we did a firefighter's house. Uh, the Pattersons, their home was built in the '40s. We okay. insulated the house. We added insulation to the attic. We did the foam on the walls. We did put in a new air conditioning system. Added, uh, I think, 400 square feet to the house. Mm -hmm. And we took their electric bill that was running in the mid to high 400s. And dropped it down to the 100 to 120 range. Oh my gosh! So it uh, it obviously worked. Yes. Okay. Because I know the uh, I know. And the, the house was a lot more comfortable. Yes, that's that's kind of what you know. We you know the main thing right now is we're just trying to get it more comfortable in the afternoons because you yeah. know I, we work from home sometimes and it just it really starts getting hot. Yep. Even. You know, was struggling with the AC, but I know the new ones are a lot more efficient. So, no, well, they're a lot help. more efficient. But you know, the the reason you want to take a look at doing the insulation first, that will make a difference on the size air conditioner you need. Oh, okay, got it. And okay. if if you do the air conditioner first, and then do that insulation, you could end up with too big of uh, too big of air conditioner. And at that point, it it actually will make the house feel clammy because it will cycle on and off too much. Does it run long enough to pull the water out? Yep. Out? Okay. Yep. Now, up in the attic, do we need to? Uh, I guess the vendor would tell us that, but do we need to remove the old insulation that's in there, or can they just put the new, blow the new in on top of it? Now nah, you can go in on top. Okay. All right, well, Jim, you're uh, really like your show, and thanks for your help. You're welcome, and have a great afternoon.
just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 